This guy's in a spicy mood, dude. I am actually in a spicy mood. Yeah? I uh not terribly spicy, just you know, I'm up. I slept good <laughs> last night. <laughs> I slept forever. I, I didn't sleep, sleep forever, great. I just slept well. And I'm just sun's out. Feels good. Yeah. Happy about it. Good. Yeah. Just feeling like like I'm just figuring it out. <laughs> I feel QC like QC programs figuring it out. Visualizing yeah. what we need to do, figuring it out. Hopefully it doesn't get bad. <laughs> I don't think it'll get bad. No, it'll get good. I think I'm figuring it out too. I don't know, man. I like woke up with the awareness that I've been doing everything completely wrong. <laughs> and it hurts my soul. Oh, man. Uh, I feel like you have to go deeper on that because I really don't know where you're going with that thought. Well, we were talking about the gap yesterday. Uh -huh. How there's this gap between the things that you see and the ability of others. And then there's gaps all the way down the organization. So, Did my text have anything to do with that feeling this morning? It compounded on it. It yeah. didn't. It didn't spark it, but yeah. it was in the same. It was like in same the same thoughts. vein. Yeah, because I'm um, like, come on now. And so we were having this conversation about cool. There's obviously a gap between where you are as like owner of the company and your vision and the people. And we use this term like randos, which yeah. was just a really derogatory way of saying just. People who might happen to work for your organization. And, but are never going to invest in the long haul. Right. They might not be there forever, but that doesn't mean that they can't contribute because they have to contribute. It doesn't mean they're not going to get something out of it. So yeah. what we said yesterday with randos is probably the wrong word, but we were just having a fun little casual conversation. Yeah, I right? mean, to let you behind the curtain, Chris and I will talk about stuff that will only be shared between he and I, and we'll use terminology that's not like yeah. reflective of how we actually feel, but it's just like, how we talk to each other. We're just shit talkers. So we get in this, like we're, we've been like, known each other two forever. Best friends, so it's how they like, talk Hey, we're other. riffing. Yeah. So we wanted them to go from randos to Rambos. There's <laughs> spinning on that. There's, there's this like 80, 20 thing that seems to be present anywhere, which, you know, mm -hmm. like 20% of the people do 80% of the work or like are responsible for 80% of the results. And yes. we have that in our leadership team. So there's another gap between the leadership team and the people on the front lines. Right. And we're talking about how the people on the front lines, those randos, as we call them, are actually the key to the organization. They're the key to making the whole thing work. Right. And to just tell everybody, that's what we said yesterday as well, is like the, the randos, as they were, are like the most important key to this puzzle. Right. So maybe from now on, we'll ju we're just going to switch out randos with frontline or yeah. something like that. So the Whatever. front, we said it in a yeah. We said it. Yeah. Frontline employees are going to be the key to the whole thing. And that doesn't necessarily mean only guests facing, but the people who are your quote unquote, quote, like regular entry level employees. And how it works is, or what we're seeing anyway, is you've got our small leadership group that meets every Friday. Right. So we've got eight people who are incredibly engaged, incredibly interested, take incredible initiative. And I would bet huge amounts of money that those people would take the same initiative no matter where they are, no matter what job they have. Like their success has more to do with themselves than it has to do with us directly. These are like highly motivated, engaged right. people. Um, and the the frontline crew like how do you take those conversations that thought process and spin it all the way down how do you motivate people to see how their work connects with something bigger 
And we talked about it last time when we were talking about the idea of eight hours. Like you can clock in for eight hours. Not all eight hours are the same. You get eight hours where you're just like ridiculously unengaged, just checked out. It's a long, slow, boring eight hours. Yeah. Even at a, but if, if you, if you take the opposite approach and you're like, this is going to be exciting. I'm going to, I'm here to learn. I'm here to better myself. I'm here to better other people. I'm here to like build the muscle of doing things that are hard and like, work so I can get that really awesome job I want and, you know, be a rad, be a professional for right. lack of a better term. Like that's a fun eight hours, even if you don't really love your job. Absolutely. And that's why you're talking about like, Oh, I had a great time in fast food because I was going to figure out, cool. I'm on the burger train. I'm going to fucking flip it faster. Yeah. I'm going to make it more efficient. I'm going to take it 10 out of 10. And right. Like we both had similar experiences in restaurants where we're making minimum wage, which at the time was like, 475 or 525 yeah some stupid like that and those me not thinking like oh i'm not gonna deliver pizza forever didn't stop me from doing a really a really great job yeah no in fact totally that was that was the point was you still want to be awesome so connecting that so then my one of my biggest flaws is i can default into this really micromanaging zone because i have if we took the mar- clarity and deep- I have clarity with what I need, what I would love to sure. happen. Right? right. So if we took the marketing meeting yesterday, for an example, we're talking about creating content. We're talking about building the new website. We're talking about speaking directly to people. What are cool things that could, um, get other people excited about what we're doing? Mm-hmm. My biggest flaw is diving into the individual details mm-hmm. of what should happen versus painting broad strokes right what we're trying to do like painting like a big broad picture to allow people to see how they how they come into play and yeah like what we need to do so it's like okay we don't need people to do things we don't need people who are task driven we're really looking for people who are here to create art and art is weird because art's unknown like art there's no formula for art like right if we're trying to change the game through storytelling, we need someone to figure out how we can change the game through storytelling. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? And like, totally. That's a different, that requires a different motivation and conversation than me saying, here are six things we can do to improve our storytelling. Right. This, this, that, and the other. Because then, well, even though I'm excited, it's just like has the potential to create people who just do what I say or do what we say. Well, totally. You're what you're trying to do, though, is you're trying to paint or get a couple steps into a creative process that you can see. Yes. And I totally hear that you're saying you're not technically telling them exactly how to do it. You're just telling them about these ideas. And I totally also hear you. I'm, you know, I'm reading two different books specifically about creativity i bought uh, uh, an imagineers book and like a bunch of it's like a whole book of exercises that the imagineers do which i just started looking into and it's i mean you don't even have to take it like that you can go page by page and just pick an exercise and like practice it right and then i'm looking at like visualization as it's like a literal whole book about visualization and while there's the woo-woo side of it like the the what was that documentary called the gift that was called I don't know. Where you like literally just imagine it and it'll become. I think mm. it was called the gift or whatever. That might not be it. But there's the woo-woo side of it, but then there's the real, the real truth, which is no matter what 
happens in the future, it all begins with a thought. Everything physical you do, it, it, it's thought then action or thought then daydream. So, right. Right. Like hundred percent. Somebody created a camera before that. Somebody had a thought about a camera and they figured it out. Yes. And so what I'm with you, it's like, it's almost like it feels like sometimes people have to stop trying so hard and start just like backing up because we do have a framework that'll that should give people the safety net framework being our values and a mission but it's a pretty wide open space then after that right and that's where i think me and you are starting to get it maybe seems cool that we're starting to kind of get a little bit more clarity but it almost feels like we need to spend more time in creative exercises and things of the sort right right yes exactly and that's just and it becomes and this is actually something that I've been mad about in my whole life, work life is the people who have been my bosses don't see the value in what feels like play because it's just like, oh, you just want to go and like, you just want to go like look at stuff and like enjoy a day or think about and like dream. And it's like, it's, it's different than that. Like you take people that I took people to the Disney Institute in Disneyland, not because I want them to copy it because I want them to see how something so big happens. And then when you need to smart enough to take these ideas and be like okay they do it like that that's not us but something here conceptually works how can we do these things yeah i i'm tracking yeah we're, we're on the same page like super hard and i think my disappointment in myself has been that i have these ideas i feel this way we're very aligned on this and i think about these things all the time but i'm having a hard time or i need to practice putting these ideas into play in the moment. I don't always connect them as solidly as I want to when it comes down to it. So like, again, I'll think about these things, we'll have conversations about these things, and then the meetings happen. And then for whatever reason, it's really hard for me to get in that zone, maybe because I just haven't practiced it, but it, I don't default to that. I, I, I just... I don't know. It's not natural for me yet. So I, I want to make a commitment to make that more of the thing. Like we had a meeting yesterday and we had a little bit of exploration. I think it was a good meeting, but a certain amount of the meeting is dedicated towards projects. Like these are things that are happening that we need to do. And I would rather take that and squish that into 15 or 20% of the meeting mm -hmm. And then open up the meeting in a much more broad way, which is, okay, what are we going to do? Like, what's possible? What have you been thinking of that's going to, like, take us where we need to go to the next level? And that's where I'm disappointed in myself is I don't think I've, I haven't tapped into that yet. And I don't know if I've been as good at painting the picture of how what we're doing connects with the mission in the best way possible. So, I mean, I try, I try hard. And sometimes I feel like I'm really in the zone, but I think even revisiting it so much more can be really, really useful. And that repetition and revisiting is the thing that's going to help drive it home and hopefully connect it with all of those people. Like if I can connect with the people that are in my sphere and those people can connect with the people that they connect with, right. then we have that infection from the top down of, 
hey, this these are the things that we're dreaming about. This is where we're going. Actually, now I'm just fucking thinking about 17 different things at the same time. Well, no, but you're not. I don't think you are. Well, no, you are because there are that many things that we kind of mentally have in check boxes in our head that we'd like to see improve. So like you are doing that and that's always been the struggle. It almost reminds me though of the conversation we were having with Charles yesterday because it it lends itself to this idea of everybody's so used to a way of doing things and we where you and I need to maybe step up is break down appropriately the walls and like reset the intention of the time used because I I, I also get that in our conversation with Charles yesterday, it was like why people aren't, it's a whole coffee conversation we'll have another time, but about coffee buying, but also like the mindsets of the people who are selling the coffee to us. In the same way, it's like the mindsets of the people who work for us and with us at this upper leadership level haven't spent the majority of those days, Fridays, Wednesdays with the marketing team, like doing these explorations and probably in their most honest sense at first won't understand why because they won't see the fruits of even those experiences for a while and they probably feel so much like I mean what happens what happens you and I basically get sucked into a listening and small coaching conversation over a three to four hour period of a bunch of like important stuff but stuff that has to do with more so with just like venting coaching problem solving some of it's venting. Some of it is very task-based stuff, which right. seems draining but important. It, it's that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. for them, it's the most important thing on their plate. But it's because of what I I believe it's because of what you said earlier, and I think this is why you and I are so aligned and what I've always been so passionate about, and somehow same haven't been able to connect those dots. Like I distinctly remember so much pushback from a couple of individuals who used to work for us, being like. We're wasting our time doing these things. And some of that is my fault for not having things flushed out per se and, and being able to communicate how important the big picture sinking in through the, through the exercises is. And then some of it is we have our work cut out for us in changing the way people think about how to approach all of this. Yeah. And, and recognizing that it's going to improve enforce them empower them and change exactly the whole world that we live in that's where i'm having the struggle is tapping into that in real time and i'm i don't know we're making we're making moves it's going to be fun i just for whatever reason that was really really bugging the shit out of me yesterday when i was thinking about you know what i was man i was thinking about people's potential yeah. And how people have such a hard time tapping into their own potential or not realizing their own potential. And especially as you go higher and higher and higher in an organization, you have more and more and more freedom to think like just on the bleeding edge of what could be possible. And, you know, you need to, it's like, if you hire someone who's super high level in the organization, you don't want them to be a box checker. You want them to go explore and figure out new and interesting ways to do things. That's their value. And I think everybody has, everybody has that potential inside them, knowing how and when to tap into it and understanding why it's so valuable is so important for everybody. It makes 
it makes everything so much more rewarding. Even if you have a job where most of your tasks are a known factor, let's say you work in the cafe. You have like, to do some tasks. Your tasks are a known factor. There, there's, there's no getting around that you're making espresso and lattes for people, and there are some rules there. But there's so much to be had if you're things that we take for granted like dealing we don't take them for granted but things that a lot of people take for granted like the guest experience the people who give the most amazing guest experience aren't giving amazing guest experience because they've been trained necessarily to give guest experience or because there's a checklist that's like here are five things that will lead to good guest experience sure there's some rules but within that if you're on bar and people come in to see you they resonate with the way you make them feel. And right. it's because for each person who comes in, you're seeing that person, you're taking a snapshot in your brain and you're just like, okay, cool. Like this is where this person's at. This is how that we interacted last time. This is what mood they kind of look like they're in. I know these things about them because I've been paying attention. And you can craft hundreds of different experiences every day, each slightly tweaked for this individual person, for each individual person, but all coming from the thing that is you right and that's magical and that makes people feel awesome people resonate with that absolutely and, and that is something that makes work super super fun on that level and then as you go up and up and up and up and up and you're in this zone of cool we own the company now we still have to think like that like thinking like someone who is an artist rather than someone who's just checking off boxes and empowering people to do that in their own way yeah and yeah i'm just really I'm just excited about that, and I, I don't know. I'm just trying to figure out how how it goes all the way down. Like I could listen to a podcast. Oh, better yet, let's but use. But you your, would listen to a podcast. Let's use. I would listen to. A podcast. That's the thing. <laughs> well, let's use your Disney. Let's use your Disney Institute sure. for example. I don't. Who cares what they teach? You know. So I can go not be like the super fan or love everything about them and be like, okay, <coughs> here's what I saw. Yeah. I, which this is actually true too, right? This is actually you true. Right. I win. So and like is... everything I do, I do with hesitation. I'm like, ah, we don't, because there's somewhere right. else to go. Can we just go do some other shit? And it's like, I'm changing my attitude on all that too. But anyway, but whatever you, this but, is, I'm saying this because what you're about to say you actually went and you're not a super fan. Yes, exactly. Right. I, that was like your thing. You're right. like, we should do this. I'm like, cool. Let, well, yeah, fuck, fine. Whatever. I'll do it, I yeah. guess. That's fine. We'll go to Disney. I don't, I don't yeah. know if we you, I won't to, even but, go to Disneyland. He didn't even come. Yeah, I was like, I don't even want to go to Disneyland. Let's yeah. just fucking go to this thing. Yeah. So we go to this thing and I'm immediate. I can walk away with that and be like, okay, some people in the group, when we ask them what they thought, they're like, I didn't like it. Right. And some people are like, I really liked it. Okay. Right. What the Why? fuck does that mean <laughs> yeah. on either end? Yeah. The Cat and Cloud podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess no matter where you are. All you have to do is add hot water. Each steep pack is individually sealed in nitrogen flush, so it stays fresh, and it's got this special immersion filter. And the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue, no staples, so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee. 
Steeped is a benefit B Corp. They ethically source all their coffee. Their packaging is fully compostable, and they believe that business should be done without compromise. You can get your hands on Steeped Coffee at steepedcoffee.com. That's S-T-E-E-P-E-D coffee.com. Asking your local retail stores to start carrying Steeped or having your favorite roaster reach out and get in touch. If you happen to be in Santa Cruz, come on by any of the Cat and Cloud locations. We have it there for you. Basically, they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry and make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. So I can be like, all right, I really love the flow of the class. Like I... I can tell that there's intention in creating the content. I like the way they're talking about things, especially when you have a two-person class. Mm-hmm. Um, two-teacher, you mean? Two-teacher. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, two-teacher okay. class. The way they're doing um, trading off content without any cues. It's a seamless flowing thing. They're working together as a team. The things that they're using story to articulate, you know, this. we won't go into it now, but the st- the stories that... Bruce told like Mm -hmm. all those things are like painting a picture to me of like how someone's using an incredible vision and then certain tools that are available to them to bring things to life. Right. And I can make those connections and I want to help other people make those connections. I, it's frustrating to me when people go to classes and things like that and they're just, they have the booklet, they read the booklet and they're saying they're seeing these are Disney's five keys to success. Yeah. Like that's not the important thing to see. The important thing to see is like, what are your versions of the five keys to success? Like how do you apply this thinking to what you're doing? And those are the things that I want to spend more time teaching. And I think we need to spend more time teaching. And that's where I was having that struggle where I was like, man, I've just been fucking blowing it at Mm. work lately because I haven't been tapping into teaching those things right as much as i could and that's what i'm really really passionate about Mm. is not showing people (laughs) nuggets of like a plus b equals c right but really probing in on the the thought process right like helping people understand how to learn in a more effective way and Mm. you know there's so many levels to that i i mean i fully back that i think that's what allows something to outgrow outlive and outperform its inception right is that other people can take it and improve upon it i mean there's no doubt in my mind that people have improved upon the disney experience far after walt disney passed away and then in some ways there's other parts of that business that probably aren't as tight but it doesn't that's not the point the point is exactly what you said like it makes me and made me annoyed as well that people can go somewhere and be like Cool. Why do you want us to go learn how Disney does it? And I'm like, Ugh. right. But because the point is, they're super successful. We're not them. But something worked. That yes, they had the freaking emotional connection for years and years and years. But that's not all they have going for them. So what do they have going for them that they uniquely do well that we also can do really well in our own way? And and you can see how they applied it, and we can maybe apply it probably better in our own little smaller group of people and start something really special start a culture and you're right like they talk about how a culture was created how a vision was pitched even the failures they walk you through it in the leadership like hey we we brought in a ceo that only made it for a year they almost literally made the business go under and not become like we almost didn't have a business anymore like 
they share all of that. It's real life. And you can either learn from it and apply it to yours, or you can just like go and be like, thanks for spending like a couple thousand bucks on me. I'll see you later. That was a total waste of my time. Yeah. <laughs> and there, that's where, yeah. And that's a, on us. That's on us. That's on us. And that's the, that's the heavy lifting because the other stuff is relatively easy. Right. And it's, it's time consuming, but it's easier. And it's, it's so tricky when you're, dealing with such a broad scope, like a broad spectrum of people. I don't think anybody that works here doesn't want to do a good job. I just don't think they, and I don't think anybody's like intentionally, right. like we're moving past the phase where we have people who are culturally toxic. And we've had, I mean, we will, those will pop up here and there because we can't hire perfectly. I that's mean, nobody's fine. batting a thousand. Yeah, no one's batting a thousand. That's okay. But that's becoming less of a problem than it was in the past. And now the, the bigger challenge is to see how those dots connect to show mm -hmm. people like how and why this is worthwhile. So that's right. like what I've been, spent a bunch of yesterday mm -hmm. thinking about and was in just a zone. And yeah, I'm going to make an effort to bring that. I mean, to work a little bit more, just in a more intentional way. And it would be helpful. I mean, we've been talking about actually getting, you know, that, that ownership executive group offsite and like starting there and maybe setting the tone and maybe same thing with like at our all staff meeting, helping reset the tone. But you're right. It does it. That to me also is always, I want everybody to be calibrated so that there's, there's less one-offs, you know, like I want it to be, and we've, we have done a great job actually transitioning from the old guard and the old way to this new approach. And, and so it is going to be a lot easier for us to, to move in this direction, but getting everybody on the same page to look first at like that big creative picture and knowing when to lean into that and knowing that it's actually very important to set time aside in your week to just think about that might be a really important, simple key, you know, that people get sucked in so much into all the whatever I have to hire and I have to get the bathrooms open. I have to prepare for opening. I have to prepare for opening outside and I have to prepare for service. And no, 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 no. And those are all absolutely, those are the boxes that are going to have to be checked no matter what, mm -hmm. right? Whether, no matter what job you have, you know, you're at Disney, you're still going to have to make sure it's clean, that people move through efficiently, that you got this thing. There's a certain set of steps of rules and da, 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 da. Like that's what you're going to have to do no matter what. So if you're a leader, what amount of time are you going to set aside to think about the cause and effect of a bigger influence and impact in the long run? Right. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, 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 fuck yeah. And so, even, I mean, maybe, and I'm just, just spitballing, but even just like naming that you leaders need to set X amount of time aside just to only think about this stuff might even be a metric that just helps those people who need, you know, some people need that. Like yeah. A, hey, oh, I need to set 20% of my time aside for this. And, while you and I don't, I do want to empathize with people who, who might need to be told, like, hey, if you don't do this part, you're actually missing out on, like, the, the meat and potatoes of the real impact your job is supposed to have. Mm -hmm. And that, that like can be some, intimidating. Fuck yeah, there's probably some guilt built into it. Absolute it's like guilt. it feels in the moment like you're just sitting around. Like, oh, am I just not really working... <coughs> on a pro it doesn't feel like i'm working on a project there's not that um direct return from your work immediate return you know it's is that because people every day ask you hey what are you doing today what are you working on today probably right 
And it's almost like we need to figure out what are we, how to reframe that into like, check, what are you moving towards? Check this out. Yes, exactly. So one of the, one of the tools that I'm going to try to use, I don't know if it's going to work, but I sent that thing to the marketing group. It's like, hey, right. next Wednesday or two Wednesdays from now, I don't remember the date. It's Who two knows? Wednesdays from now, Chris. Two, two Wednesdays from now. The 23rd, I think it is. Um, is it? We're not going to have our regular meeting. Take 20 minutes. Write down a few things. Write, write mostly what, like, what do you hope to get out of this job and what do you hope to be what's the kind of person you hope to be what are some of the goals that you have personally just in your own life and where do you see yourself in a year two years three years five years whatever like how just take some time to think about that because I feel like one of the things that's going to help people realize how the work they're doing on the day-to-day matters is you have to connect it to the person like they have to see themselves in it and then maybe we can come to some sort of agreement through conversation. So let's say I talk to, you know, I talk to Wiser over here and he's got three or four really tangible goals that he has for himself. He's like, I want to get better at, I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm making this shit up. Like problem solving, or I noticed that this tendency in me and these are, this is what I want to work on in the day to day through my work and it's like okay cool that's awesome so if if you can reach everyone on that level it becomes really easy to frame the work that you have to do to where it's like okay you say you want to be more efficient with your time because you feel like you waste a lot of time personally and it's stressed you out because you have one life to live and you probably burn like four hours a day so we're like really what we're going to work on through your work is building discipline like we're talking about efficiency, we're talking about keeping promises to yourself, like that. Then you can coach that person in anything that they're doing to see how like, hey, you don't need to do your first fives or your last fives. It's like, we're working on you being held accountable to yourself and building the muscle here that's gonna help you in the rest of your life do the things that you wanna do. By like dialing in efficiency at work, whether it's through structuring your day-to-days and your meetings and your creative time, or it's on the floor in the roastery when we're talking about stickering bags or like unloading boxes from trucks or whatever. Right. It's all building that muscle of I'm going to be more intentional with my life. You know, Mm -hmm. that's just one goal that someone could have. And I, I have a gut feeling that that might be a little bit of a key and then you don't have, then you're not coaching the behavior so much to where it's like, do the dishes faster, make sure. the espresso faster. <laughs> yeah, you're, you've you already got a pre-connected dot as to where you're going. Right, and everyone's and got why. A, everyone's got a different dot. Oh, absolutely. And our job is to kind of connect that dot and help them see that, and that's a way where we can take those back to the beginning. You take those randos those frontliners those people who might be at your organization for only a year they don't have any desire for leadership but they can come in learn skills that are going to help them elsewhere leave not only like the work their work tenure with you feeling like they got something out of it but go home every day feeling like they're working towards something right some of that's on us some of it's on them sure like yeah you know, i mean they have to be willing but that's also i imagine and i believe and want to believe the whole point of why somebody wanted to work at our company to begin with exactly because we've been talking about this since day one we just want to make good on it which means 
It right. has to be a two-way street. They have to want to lean in, and then we have to give tools. Yeah, that's part of the contract. I was listening. Herman put that pod, yeah. like list, like referred that podca- podcast, which we'll link it below. It's a TED Talk. Valerie Condos mm-hmm. Field. She's the UCLA women's gymnastics head coach, seven-time champion. I was listening mm-hmm. to some other another podcast with her, and she talks about she's talking about creating culture, and mm-hmm. she talks about what you just described, which is if you go to work somewhere or to participate in something, you're entering into a contract and part of it's on you because you know what you're getting yourself into. Right. And she uses Bobby Knight as an example who she's not backing his coaching style at all. You sign up for it though to go get yelled at. (laughs) He's known for being incredibly aggressive. You know, he throws chairs, he kicks stuff, he's verbally abusive and he wins like a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Not saying that that's right, but he never has a shortage of talent and people want to go play with him because they want to win and people also know exactly what they're signing up Absolutely. for. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think we're we do a pretty good job of that. We do a pretty good job of putting it out through hiring, through orientation, through right the media. Right now we do that, the best we ever have. Right now we're doing the best we ever have and we're going to do better in the future, right. but we're not for anybody who's paying attention, it's not a complete mystery as to what's going to happen if you show up to work for Cat and Cloud. Absolutely. I think if anything, based on what I hear, is that it's better than they anticipated. And at this moment, which I'm very proud of, and shout out to all of our leadership team for for making it so, then there's that next part, which is what we've been going into a lot, which is what is the vision? You know, there's there's the initial vision that we shared, and we've essentially not fully accomplished, but accomplished in the context of what we said. Like, we're trying to get these, like, the, the actual operating vision. We're going to get these stores going. We're going to be a values-based business. And that was, and we're going to get this, you know, we're going to grow, quote, unquote. It was kind of like, and this is, this is kind of a knock on us, is that we, we open with a pretty broad scope vision that wasn't terribly clear in terms of how you could find yourself in it. And the only way you would hear how to find yourself in it was kind of from the words of you and myself uh, and some of the people in orientation. And then after that, it kind of maybe got messier and a little bit muddier is the word, not messy. Uh, Now I think we're more aligned and people are starting to hear a consistent message after that orientation. But what we haven't done and we're about to do, and I'm so excited about it, is circle up and talk about where we're at and the vision of this company for the immediate future and not sharing a vision that's like, here's our general vision for the world. You know, meaning, meaning when we opened, it was like, here's who we're going to be forever. And that um, was just naive. We're young. I think we, we came out of the gates with a strong belief, but not recognizing our core truth is that we'll consistently adapt, we'll change, we'll evolve, and we won't be the same. So now that we leave space for that, our next goal will be right addressing both our current leadership squad and helping there but addressing our entire company and helping to see like okay you started here we're actually fully like exiting a pandemic and about to start our company which to me is a really powerful thought that i'm sort of excited to share that i think could be a pretty weighty feeling is we're about to start cat and cloud we have new values that started in the middle of a pandemic We've never served inside. Most of the people who work for us now, at least, have never served inside seating, washed dishes, 
done the Cat and Cloud Cafe experience. We're about to start this company again. And we have a really big leg up in how we believe things could be done and a pretty good support system. Now, who's coming with me? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, it's really exciting to me. It's, it's a really big opportunity and a really weird kind of once in a lifetime opportunity to, to be on the ground floor of a mid-sized company, which essentially feels like it's establishing itself again. And I, I, I feel like in my gut, like that's the truth, even though we're like deeply established in how we believe, like generally like roast coffee and make coffee in our cafes and equipment and all that stuff. But the rest of it is like a blank slate again. And it's, it's such a trip to me. I'm just kind of like literally yeah. in the moment tripping out on it. Yeah, I love it. I think it's so awesome. It makes me feel like we can do that whenever we need to. And we'll just right. like it. it makes me feel like oh we have the power to iterate as much as we need to to get to where we need to be this was a force the hand thing for sure, sure. but it, it shows you that reinvention is possible and progress is possible and even when you see things are going well or you see things are going so terribly that you think there is no fucking answer to it that there is well and then to me even just even just saying something like that to all of our staff yo we're kind of founding this company again that in a way gives so much motivation and freedom and i think something that's important to own is for a while it's probably going to actually feel worse than better and that's okay because it's all going to be new it's all going to be hard again for the first time it's also really fun so just don't expect you don't i don't expect perfection of you i don't expect everything to go absolutely amazing all the time what i expect is that consistent growth towards where we're going and if we know that it has to dip before it recovers because how else we're going to walk through 20 to 30 brand new doors across the entire company over the next year meaning literally like what i said earlier right indoor service in a number of different ways the flow more people yeah bar I, think, backing, I think the talking. language around that is incredibly important yeah right? like it's, we're gonna have to like talk about that but it's so powerful it's, it's super so, powerful because when you're saying it's going to get worse before it gets better, I don't even know if worse is the right word. It's going to be, um, I don't even know, I don't have the word yeah. right now, but it, it's going to be like a roller coaster, right? And yeah. we, and I think part of acknowledging that helps where it's like, it's going to be like a roller coaster. There's going to be a lot of things. There's going to be a lot of new surprises. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of things to solve and to sink your teeth into so it's going to be a fucking awesome opportunity for engagement right because that's real and to me yeah. that's not worse that's just a new opportunity much like a roller coaster ride wouldn't be fun without the jerks and weird sure. like yeah, yeah. ups and downs you would just be on a track in a cart and be like this is fucking boring right like i feel like works the same way problem solve sweet right awesome makes the day way more fun mm -hmm. even if it doesn't go super smooth the first day like, absolutely inside service the first day when you've never done it yeah that's a big yeah it's a big thing yeah it might be a couple months of that and that's but even just owning that ahead of time and, and helping people to recognize like you're going to see a level that you want to see and we're not going to be able to hit that for a while that's okay that's part of how change happens change happens with steps back and steps forward and steps back and steps forward and ultimately there's more steps forward than back but you cannot avoid it and so 
we need to be as both a leadership team and also a team of people who work with us able to recognize that yeah there's going to be a day where you're going to come home and you're going to be tired that day because it was harder than the other day and there's going to be days where you're on fire because it all came together and then you're going to have another day just like the one before and you're gonna be like why we just had it you know and that's that's part of this it's a privilege to be able to be one of the people who help a company change to become better and well, that's so in and of itself if all you were here is the beginning of that change and even if you were the kind of person who hated that process so much that you left right you're not that means you're not a cultural fit for us you're going to leave here and you're going to have learned so much stuff that you didn't recognize you were learning in the moment that wherever else you go you're like oh damn mm -hmm. i learned so much there all that is such a gift that I, I'm not saying that we're the only people in the world who can do that. It's just a gift for people who get to experience it. And then the way you could probably experience it in working with us, we're hiring, by the way, uh, is <laughs> that's true. Woo! That's actually true. Uh, at least you'll know what you're getting into and the ethos and the values and the reasons behind it. And being able to do both of those things know why you're going through maybe a harder work situation than a simple I work at Starbucks and pump out drinks is to me and to the right people really valuable because you know what you're in for why you're in for it and why you're not working for Bobby Knight but why you're working for Bobby Knight you know right yeah because you're gonna get in that cycle of saying the same thing over and over again but I back that because you could just go you go work at Starbucks I mean, they're hiring too. Like, if it's not right for you, that's fucking sick. Right. It's important to do your homework before you go work somewhere. So we're going to show cool. up. That's sick, though. I like that pregame for the meeting because it would probably be important to tell people, hey, you're going to have a lot of feedback conversations in the next three months. Yeah. You have a lot anyway, but it doesn't have anything to do with you as a human. We're just in new territory now, and we're right. need to, we need to figure this out. We need to come together. To the level that we see in her head like we, we can play on the mighty duck scene where they're all roped together and having to skate in the same direction <laughs> maybe we should just do that <laughs> we should do our rope whole them together dude are y'all vaccinated cool we're, we're gonna, gonna rope, rope you together we're gonna rope you all together you're gonna brew pour overs while going in one direction each cafe it's gonna be a race it's gonna be sick dude you guys can twist around in circles somebody can be making toast on the back somebody can be making spro in the front Jeez, brilliant now we gotta talk about coffee huh Hey, that's the end of the podcast. Thanks for listening. I know this is the time, uh, the shameless, like classic, we need your help, but we do want to get our message out there and we do want to share this with a lot of people. So if you could share this with others, you could subscribe, you could rate, you could review. It would greatly help us as we continue to push through not only the YouTube as it's fresh, but also the general podcast as we took nearly an entire year off from doing it. And so please do so, share it. I believe that we have some information and some perspectives that could help not only people in the coffee industry, but people in any industry, any walk of life. So do us that favor, do us that solid, bring us that love and turn up for us, please. And I hope you all have a great time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.